Welcome to AlleyCast, where we talk all things business, body image, mindset, and more. If it's juicy, we're talking about it, baby. Let's dive right in. Friends, I am back. I am so excited to be back on the mic, chatting with you guys. Well, sort of a one-way conversation, but <laughs> I feel like I'm with you. I feel like we're we're hanging out. Um, it's been a while. I know it's been a few weeks, but you know, I just didn't have anything juicy to say. I didn't have anything valuable to share. And I talked about this on stories a few days ago, but I was actually sitting here Tuesday night. I don't know if you realize, but I try and launch episodes every Wednesday. And I was like, I looked at the clock. I'm like, Oh shit, it's Tuesday. I need to launch a podcast episode. I don't have anything to put up and I'm just going to have to record one right now. So I sit down it's like 9.30 p.m., which for me, I mean, I'm a grandma. I try to go to bed, like 10 is late for me. You know, 10.30, wow, I'm really being crazy. Like I'm pushing it. So 9.30, you know, I should have been doing my nighttime routine, my skincare, <laughs> brushing those pearly whites. But instead I was sitting here totally stuck with nothing to talk about. So that's just not the type of content I want to create. I don't want to put out shit just to put out shit, you know? I don't want to create content just to stay relevant or to stay at the top of your podcast feed. Like I want to create stuff that actually provides value for you guys and enhances your life. I don't want to waste your time, you know? Time is money, baby. We are all super busy. So with that, I want to get right into this episode. All right, I am so excited about today's episode because it really hits home for me. It is about people-pleasing and why people-pleasing might be the single worst thing you can do for your health. Let me explain. First of all, what is a people-pleaser? I know you want to identify yourself as a people-pleaser in the way of saying, I am a people-pleaser. It is in my DNA. It is in my bones. But something very valuable that my therapist has taught me is that you aren't inherently a people-pleaser. The actions that you take, the thoughts that you have, those are people-pleasing actions and thoughts, but you can change your behavior and change your thoughts at any time. So it's not like you're born into this mold of you are a people-pleaser, right? Like you could change, which is so empowering and also really scary at the same time because I know it does feel like it is in your DNA and I definitely feel that. So I actually looked up the definition of people-pleaser on Merriam-Webster and it's so interesting. It, it includes this, which I was shocked to see. Um, so it says something or someone that pleases or wants to please people. Often a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. That is so powerful. I mean, it's in the freaking dictionary. So oftentimes we see these people pleasers, right? And I'm sure if you're not a people pleaser, you have someone in your life who is, it is so common to put your own needs, put your own wants, your own desires aside in order to please others. And I also want to caveat this by saying that being a people pleaser isn't always bad, right? If you're a people pleaser, you likely have a lot of friends. You likely are well-liked at work. Um, you're probably very high achieving. You probably don't have a lot of conflict or confrontation in your life. And all of these things look all nice and dandy on the outside, right? And I think we love being friends with people pleasers because why wouldn't we? They want to put their needs and wants behind 
our needs and wants. They want to do whatever they can to make their friends and family and loved ones happy. So being friends with a people pleaser is really great, (laughs) but being one yourself can be really detrimental to your health. And what I mean by that is not just your physical health, but emotional, spiritual, mental, every aspect takes a backseat when you're putting the needs of other people in front of your own. So like a lot of things that I talk about on here, I have not figured this out. (laughs) I mean, you guys know, I talk about my food journey. I talk about body image, business stuff, relationship stuff, and none of that. I am coming to you saying, Hey, you guys, I've got this figured out. Here's the secret formula. And I'm like this guru sitting and meditating on top of this mountain, looking down on all you peasants. That's not happening. Okay. So I'm just figuring my shit out just like everyone else. Um, and what I've really learned as I've gotten older is that no one knows what the hell they're doing. Just some people are better at faking it than others. So keep that in mind when you see, you know, Becky on Instagram, who lives in a mansion and has five beautiful, perfect kids. She doesn't have her shit together. There's something wrong going on behind the scenes. She's just really good at curating. So keep that in mind. All right. So I haven't figured this shit out, but I do want to share with you guys things that have really helped me as a self-proclaimed people pleaser. And the number one thing that has helped me is setting boundaries. So I have an amazing book. I'm going to link for you guys in the show notes. Um, I think it's called setting boundaries, finding peace or set boundaries, find peace. And it's phenomenal. It just, I I heard the author on another podcast, which, um, I really want to see if I can get her on this podcast. She's super busy. I think she has like millions of (laughs) Instagram followers, but I'm going to shoot my shot. You know, you never know. And I was just so blown away by how much what she talked about on that podcast resonated with me that I bought her book on Amazon as I was listening to it. <laughs> Cause I was like, I need this. She's speaking to me. So I'll give you the TLDR. I'm not going to give away, you know, everything. And obviously she's the expert, but I do want to share just my perspective and my experience and would highly recommend buying the full book. Um, but what she talks about is a lot of the issues that people who like us, people pleasers have Come, actually comes from not being able to set and communicate your boundaries effectively. So I'll give you an example, personal example from my own life of something that really affected me for a long time until I just communicated my boundary, which sounds so simple, but it's always so difficult. So something that I've struggled with for a very long time is saying yes to things that I don't actually want to go to. Being a yes girl. Um, you know, and maybe it's FOMO, maybe it's wanting to seem fun, you know, I I don't know. There's a lot of reasons that, that we say yes, and we don't actually mean it or we don't want to go. And what I used to do is I would say, yes, this is like high school. I would say yes. And then it would come down to it. I'm like, Oh, I actually don't really want to go to that. And then I would flake and I would do that all the time. I was the most flaky person. And if you have someone like that in your life, it is the worst, just it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing to do to someone. So finally, thankfully for my friends who just told it to me, like it was, I, I don't even remember who said it, but they were like, you can't do this anymore. Allie. Like if you don't want to go, just say no. Like we would rather have you say no upfront <laughs> than say yes. And then flake last minute. And it took a few times, you know, especially it took a few times for someone flaking on me for me to realize, wow, that's really shitty. I hate when people flake on me to be like, oh, I do that all the time. So 
Eventually I stopped doing that and I moved into my second phase where I would say yes to things and then I would follow through and I would go. But when I went to these events, parties, whatever, gatherings, I was just not having fun. On the outside, I looked happy, I was being social, but on the inside, I was just, my my mind was like, why? Why did I say yes to this? Why am I here? I would rather be on the couch alone watching Netflix. And this would happen again and again, and it was just so draining emotionally. So right around the time when I was having just enough of creating this mental prison for myself, I picked up this book that I mentioned on boundaries and she was talking about how you can say no. If someone invites you to a party, you can say no. And that is a complete sentence. You don't have to say sorry that you can't go. You don't have to have an excuse as to why you can't go. You can just say, I'm not able to make it period full stop. And that was revolutionary for me. And I know it sounds so simple. And maybe if you're listening, you're really good at doing this. But for some of you, I know that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what? Like, I don't have to give an explanation as to why I can't come to someone's second cousin's baby shower, you know, like something you don't really want to go to anyways. um, So that was huge. But then it's all great, fine and dandy in theory, right? But then comes to putting it into practice, implementing it. And what she also talks about in the book is the reason many people don't communicate their boundary effectively or even say no to things is because they're terrified of what the other person's going to come back with. Are they going to challenge your boundary? Are they going to blow you off? Are they going to not respect your boundary? It's sort of this gray nebulous area that can be really scary because you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know what they're going to say. And that is where I have been really stuck lately. (laughs) Um, But I have been practicing it. And something that is really cool is the more you practice it, the easier it gets with everything in life. Of course, (laughs) but getting started at the beginning is always the hardest, of course, which is so annoying. Um, But the more I've been practicing it, the more I realize that it's getting easier and it's not getting as uncomfortable, Um, but it is still difficult. So that's my personal anecdote around setting boundaries. Um, For me, it's looking like saying no to things that I don't want to go to and not apologizing for it and not coming up with a dumbass fake excuse for it, but just saying, I'm not able to go. Thank you for inviting me. All right, so that was the most helpful thing I have learned that has helped with people pleasing. That's setting boundaries. Number two, this is more of a quote and I don't know who said it. I just saw, it was like a meme. I saw it somewhere, but it actually really resonated with me and it was my home screen on my phone for a while because it was so powerful. And it goes, stop trying to be liked by everybody. You don't even like everybody. And it was so powerful for me because I hardly like anyone. Like there are very few people that I like, especially as I get older, you know, it's like you have your core group of friends that you've had since you were a toddler and you're always going to love them. You may not always like them, but you love them. And then, you know, there's people you meet along the way, but just as I get older, I get more picky and more picky and I meet people and I'm just very discerning about who I continue to hang out with and who I really want to build a relationship with or a friendship with. Um, But here I was, you know, feeling like I had to be so well-liked by everyone. And it was just this travesty in my life if God forbid someone didn't like me. And so I would do things and I would act a certain way and I would mold myself 
to the people I was hanging out with in order to make sure that they liked me. Do you know how exhausting that is? (laughs) Do you know how dumb that is? (laughs) It also made me feel very lost for a long time. And I, I remember having many moments where I would feel like, what is my personality? Because I was so good at molding myself to the people I was with. If I was hanging with the frat bros in college, like I could smoke a J, I could be cool, I could be chill girl. (laughs) If I was hanging with my party animal girlfriends, then we'd be ripping body shots, you know? I was like guzzling tequila out of the bottle, dancing on the table. Like I was so much a chameleon and it benefited me in a lot of ways, right? You know, I had a lot of friends, acquaintances, but at the end of the day, it just felt really icky. So that's something I've been working on immensely, actually longer than the boundaries one. Um, And I've just found that reminding myself that I don't like everyone has actually really allowed me and just given me the permission to just be myself and just know that if someone doesn't like me, that's okay. End of story. You don't have to convince them to like you. You don't have to change who you are in order to get them to like you. It's okay. Like if everyone liked you, something would be off, you know, like if everyone liked you, you would probably be a really boring person. I I hate to say it, but you would be so palatable and bland in order for everyone to like you that you wouldn't have any personality. All right, moving on to the last one. Number three, getting to know myself. So I know it sounds so counterintuitive, right? You spend every waking second with yourself. How can you not know yourself? But it sort of goes off what I talked about in number two, which was I spent so much time trying to get other people to like me and acting a certain way and being this chameleon and (laughs) acting a different way that I actually didn't know who I was at my core. And that's freaking terrifying. If you don't know who you are, super scary. So I made this pact with myself that I was going to spend the next month, this was like a year ago maybe, I was going to spend the next month just really diving deep and getting to know myself on a level that I have never explored before. And I have another link for you guys because you know I'm all about the tangible, tactical takeaways. Um, there's this card game. It's called We Are Not Strangers. We Are Not Really Strangers? I don't know. I'll link it. But there's one that you can do with yourself and it's a journal. So the card game was initially created to play with Um, someone you're dating or you've been in a relationship with or even friends and it's really these thought-provoking questions that you know you normally don't talk about with friends or even a loved one Um, normally it's like oh what's new with you you know how's the weather (laughs) and these questions are like what is your greatest fear Um, you know stuff like that that really just sparks a deep juicy conversation so there's one i bought the um the add-on pack, or it was like a different game that you can do with yourself. And it's a journal. And then you just draw a card and it's a similar sort of thing, like a deep question type thing. And then you just answer by writing in this journal. And that was just so beautiful because I think sometimes it's hard when you sit down with a pen and paper and you're trying to journal and go all introspective. You're just like, what do I say? Like, do I write about what I did today? (laughs) You know, you're like, how do I even go deeper? So this is kind of nice because it's almost like a guided um, session with yourself. Um, So I'll link that as mentioned, but that was just one small piece of 
getting to know myself. Another one was um, just sitting with my thoughts. I think so often now we're in line at the grocery store or we're waiting for something or we're bored at work or on the weekend and we just mindlessly scroll on Instagram or whatever your drug of choice is, TikTok. And we never let ourselves be bored. We never let our minds wander um, unless we're like, on a plane that doesn't have plane Wi-Fi, you know, it's like the only time we really let ourselves kind of wander these days, which is sad because when I was little, I used to do it all the time. I used to stare out the car window on road trips and just daydream. And so I have started in the morning. I wake up, I don't look at my phone and it's this like really hard thing to do at first. This is like the, the theme of this podcast. Everything is hard to do at first. I think we already knew that, but it's just annoying that that's the way life works, isn't it? Um, but it is really hard to do at first. You know, I would wake up every morning and immediately go into my texts, my DMs, my emails, and just get sucked into this vortex of being reactive. And then all of a sudden I blink and I'm like, oh shit, I'm late. And then it's like, you know, a flurry to get out the door, which is just like the least relaxing way to start your day. So now my alarm goes off. I put my phone away. I sit on this comfy little meditation pillow. You can use a regular pillow. I just, I'm extra. And I make some lemon water. I light a candle and that's like my little routine and it's a ritual and you don't have to do any of these things. They're, they don't do, you know, anything special. Um, they don't get you deeper in your meditation practice, but it's this ritual that I found and I really enjoy it. And what it's done for me is I just sit there and I'm here with my thoughts. I'm not consuming other people's emotions or thoughts or angst. I'm just with myself and I can hear what I'm saying. I can hear what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And that's been really powerful. And the reason I think it's so important to get to know yourself in order to stop being a people pleaser is you realize what your values are and you realize what lights you up, what drains you and really at your core, who you are, who are you? You know, it's a really important thing to know about yourself. And so from there, you sort of have this roadmap that you can approach any situation with. So if someone comes to you on, you know, a Friday, one of your coworkers, and they're like, Hey, I'm having a house party tonight. Do you want to come? Simple question, right? And your gut is saying no, because at your core, you're like, I love, <laughs> laying on the couch on Friday night with my glass of kombucha and my weed pen, or I don't know, whatever you're into, and watching a Netflix show with my boyfriend. And you're like, I'm down to go out on a Saturday. I'm down to like day drink on a Saturday. But at the end of a week, I just want to chill on Friday night. If you know that about yourself, and of course that can always change. Maybe you're just like, you know, feeling yourself and you're like, oh, I do want to go out. But if that's you know yourself so well and you listen to your intuition and you hear that little voice, that little gut feeling that we all have, but sometimes we don't listen to it. Then you can easily be like, Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, but I'm going to pass tonight. And it's just easy. It doesn't cause anxiety. You're not kind of ruminating on this decision. You're not saying yes immediately out of anxiety and fear of what they're going to think if you say no, and then regretting saying yes. So the more you can get to know yourself and the better you can trust your intuition and follow your intuition, then it's just going to serve you. 
Okay, you guys, that is all I have for today. Hopefully that was helpful. If you're a people pleaser, I feel you and we can do this. We can say no, <laughs> we can speak our truth. Um, I hope you have a beautiful week. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you could leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast, which it's really hard to, I guess, find new podcasts on the app. That's what I've found at least. Um, so a lot of it's just word of mouth. So that would be awesome if you could leave a review or tell a friend about it. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.